0: I would like to share with you this morning three stories of gratitude. Just this past April, William and I went to England in Easter week uh, for a time of refreshment and relaxation. Uh, Now, the thing about traveling with William is he loves Evensong in England. He loves going to church services. So in one week, we went to 15 services. And no offense, but for me, vacation means not being a church. (laughs) But such as it was, we had a wonderful time. Uh, We went to Evensong at St. Paul's Cathedral in London, uh, Winchester Cathedral in Winchester, and Westminster Abbey, probably a total of five or six times Oh, and St. Bartholomew the Great as well. We actually, in 24 hours, went to five services, including three even songs. Don't ask me how. (laughs) The miracle of of William and London. So the thing about me is I really love to get a seat in the choir stalls of the cathedral, near where the choir sits and sings with those beautiful wood, oaken, carved seats that you can sometimes lean back into and enjoy You feel like a a king. And if you got there early enough to St. Paul's Cathedral, you could do that. You could get one of those seats and be happy. But Westminster Abbey was flooded with tourists, even when it meant a religious service. Or for them, I suppose, Evensong was a bit of a concert. So um, a few times we were in line for Evensong at Westminster Abbey, And I just was like, come on, we've got to get into the choir stalls. We were waiting, we were waiting. And one time, one of the last times, I think the Sunday that we were there last, we thought we were going to make it. There we were, about to turn right and go. In fact, we turned right to go into the choir stalls. Lo and behold, we'd finally made it when a guard stopped us and pointed us in the direction of the transept, (laughs) where the side chairs are, where the cheap seats are, if you will. And so I was very disappointed, and I would even say maybe somewhat upset. Um, The phrase mad as a wet hen comes to mind because we come so close. And so there we were in the sixth row, waiting for the service to begin. Uh, And next to us was sitting uh, a couple, probably in their late 60s. And the woman was just looking all around her. I was sitting there, kind of gloomy. I was like, we can't even see the choir. I was a little upset. And this woman and her husband were just looking around and looking around. And finally, she and William struck up a little conversation. And uh, she said, isn't this beautiful? She said, this is our first time in Europe. My husband just retired as a Lutheran minister in Idaho. And we finally had a chance to come to Europe. We spent two days in Paris, two days somewhere else, and now three days in London before we go back after a week away. And I'm thinking, only two days in Paris? Only two? What? You can't do anything. Uh, but there she was marveling at everything. And so actually, it was actually morning prayer uh, and then Holy Communion on the Sunday. So we got through the Holy Communion together, you know, with everyone else. Couldn't see the choir. I was kind of cranky. Uh, but then afterwards, we chatted with them a little more. And she said, this was so beautiful. And I was still in my mad-as-a-wet-hen phase that we didn't get into the choir soft She looked at us, isn't this beautiful? I'll never forget this. She said, I will never forget this as long as I live. And she had this beatific smile on her face. And in that moment, I was caught. <laughs> I was caught in my own crankiness. Here's a woman who'd never been to Europe. I'm I'm probably going to England and France next year for two weeks at a time each. And here she was so grateful, Westminster Abbey, Charles Dickens is buried there, Isaac Newton is there, and she will never forget it when she goes back to Idaho. And I tell you this story on Thanksgiving Day to give you an example of someone who lives with gratitude and someone who lives with maybe a little ingratitude. Let that be a lesson to us in our own abundance. I wanted to go to Solomon's temple and have front seats, front row seats. She saw the lilies of the field wherever she went, clothed in their glory as God would have it be. So, the next time you're in a gorgeous place, I hope you're not cranky about not getting the best seats and that you're able to enjoy what you have. Second story I wanted to share with you happened a few weeks ago. A gentleman from our food pantry program, David, had a bicycle whose derailleur broke, and he needed help. Uh, He didn't have the money for it, and so knocked on the door, Joe Griner it. I had to write a check for him for $16.38, and off he went so happy, he needed bus fare to go to the bike place because it was far away. And he came back later that week and was so thankful. He says, I want to help out of the church. What can I do? I can clean. I can sweep. I can mop. I can scrub. I said, ah, talk to Joe Greiner. (laughs) She can get you to do something. And I said, you're welcome. He said, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful I can ride my bicycle. In fact, I saw him riding around by uh, Los Gatos Boulevard just happily going along. And um, that Saturday, he showed up at the 5 p.m. service. I'd never seen him in the church before. And he brought along a woman who can sometimes be a bit of a a thorn in my side, shall we say. Uh, But she insisted she had brought him along. He was too scared to come, but she encouraged him. And there they sat in the back pew, quiet. They didn't want to come up for communion, but we took it back to them and they gratefully took it. Then the next morning at the 8 a.m., there he was again. (laughs) The very next day, uh, and he came all the way up to the altar rail and received. And I thought... That's how you express your gratitude. It was $16.38 plus bus fare, and he was so happy. And it occurred to me that sometimes the intensity of our gratitude is inversely proportional to our abundance. So maybe the more you have, and I'm not, you know, it's it's not a contest. Maybe the more you have, the harder it is to feel its preciousness, its precariousness. Whatever that is, it's not just money. The less you have, everything is a gift. Like this man David. Everything is adorned with God's grace. This is not an indictment against abundance. But it's a reminder that perspective is everything. Being mad as a wet hen in the middle of a beautiful cathedral is not the way to go. The third story. This from the prophet Joel this morning. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the later rain as before. This morning we give thanks for the waters that have poured down from heaven in these past 24 hours, rinsing away the ash that has filled our skies for the past week, helping put out the fires in Northern California. I imagine it must be hard for the many families this Thanksgiving Day who have lost their homes or their loved ones in the inferno, and for firefighters and rescue personnel. The romantic in me wants to believe that somehow amid the devastation, they are finding ways in which to be thankful today. Small ways, fragile maybe, but all the more precious amid the ash. The Washington Post had a short piece on Paradise California this morning. It won't be a normal Thanksgiving for any of those families, but businesses and hundreds of volunteers have stepped up to ensure that turkey, potatoes, and pie are available as a small slice of comfort for anyone who wants a plate. Washington, D.C. based nonprofit World Central Kitchen is cooking 15,000 Thanksgiving meals. Teaming up with Chico based Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, which some of you know, the local university at Chico, and the town of Paradise, to serve all these people on Thursday, today. Volunteers prepared food and set up massive tables Wednesday. The mayor said, It will be a respite from the frantic activity of trying to put our lives back together and our town back together. That's Mayor Jody Jones of Paradise. One woman who has taken in a displaced mother and her daughter said, They've lost their homes, their traditions, whatever it is that they do. I just want to give them a little piece of home. That's what Thanksgiving's about. It's not just about your blood family. It's about giving thanks and helping each other. Joanne Barr, a woman under evacuation orders and now staying at a disaster assistance center at a mall in Chico, said, It's sad, but there's plenty of things to be thankful for. I'm thankful for the shelter I was able to go to. Now the motel that I'm in. Everything I have, basically. Again, it occurs to me that gratitude shines brightest when darkness surrounds it. To insist on giving thanks when all has gone to hell attests attests to our resilience. It proves God's love and strength working in us. It's much easier to be grateful when we are surrounded by abundance. And I wish you all much abundance on this day and always. But my deeper prayer for you is that when scarcity of whatever kind finds you, you can guard that sense of gratitude and thankfulness like a candle flame, cupping it against the harsh winds and darkness that surrounds you. Let this be a happy Thanksgiving for you. Whatever your lot in life, whatever sorrow or joy you have, However lonely or full of companionship you are this day, God is with you, and God loves you, and God blesses you. Amen.